This message you're about to listen to is brought to you by Victory Inheritance Ministries, the City of Hope. As you listen, may the Holy Spirit minister to you in the simplicity of the Word of God. That point, to trust Him. He wants you to trust Him so that even at that point, you will not know you have gotten there. Is somebody hearing me? You will not know when you get to the storm because the presence of his majesty is with you. It's like you are in a very good car with good air condition. You will not know the weather outside. Is that correct? You will not know because it is constantly at the same temperature. That's what God wants for us. So by his servant this year, he says, it's our year of wars irrevocable blessing but the only way to get there is by trusting in him and we're going to look at it two ways not only does god want you to trust him he wants to trust you hello god wants to trust you because if two people are working together and you know at running a race or have a project or a course to achieve, they will not achieve anything if they don't trust one another. He said in his word, he said, can two work together unless there is trust? There is agreement. The reason why we have not gotten to where we want to get to is because we are struggling with him. We are struggling with him. We are not allowing him to take charge of our lives. So you take a step today, you take two backward. You get into a smooth ride and suddenly you enter bump hole. Because you don't know the road. And that's why he says, trust me. In your career, trust me. In your marriage, trust me. In your business, trust me. With your life, trust me. And you must trust him because number one, he is a faithful God. Hello? He's what? A faithful God. When, when you say someone is faithful, it's because by time you have seen that this person has always stayed the way he is. He has not changed. That's why the book of, in the book of Numbers, he said, God is not a man to lie, nor the son of man to repent. He said, has he spoken it, will he not bring it to pass? He does not change. He's constant. You can trust him. You can depend on him because he's faithful. He does not get to the, the you know, half of the way and say, no, I am no more going to take you there. The only time he tried it, a man advised him. He said, if you do it, they will say you don't have the capacity to lead your people. So he never does it again. If God says, let's walk together, it's because he knows that you don't know the way. And he knows the way. Praise the Lord. So it is important we understand that when he says, trust me, it's not for his sake, it's for your sake. He's the architect of the universe. He's the architect of your life. 
He knows the beginning from the end. Before it happens, he already seen it. He knows the heart of man. So even if you're going to go into business with somebody, God said, trust me. Because it's the Bible says the heart of a king is in his hand. And what does he do? He turns it anywhere he will to favor you. So you cannot afford not to trust God. He's a faithful God. He's dependable. Hallelujah. He cares. First Peter chapter 5 verse 7. He cares. He said, cast all your cares upon him because he cares. He said, casting all your cares upon him for he cares for you. God cares. He said, will a suckling mother forget his baby? He said, yes, it is possible. When a mother is at the point of death, he does not remember the baby. He struggles for, his, for her life first. But God said, I, the Lord, will not forget you. Because he doesn't fall sick. He doesn't get tired. He does not sleep. He does not slumber. Nobody can scare him. Hallelujah. Nothing can falter him. Like Papa says, the reason why he cannot lie, that because once he says it, it will appear the way he has said it. Nature responds to him. Life obeys him. The one that called creatures to gather into a, a man's net, the fishes. There was no fish in that water. But because he said it, it gathered. He has the capacity to mend your life. No matter how bad it has become, when God gets involved, it begins to move smoothly. So it is important that we hold on to him. You should not be cajoled or begged to provide your service to him. To give your life. And when you give your life, you give your life with everything that is with your life. The good, the bad, the ugly. And he turned to the woman. The Bible said he turned, she, he turned to the woman and said, Woman, where are your accusers? And he said to her, neither do I condemn you. That's the God you serve. The one that doesn't condemn you, even though you deserve condemnation. Hallelujah. He is faithful. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 13. Faithful God. Let's go together quickly. 2 Timothy 2, 13. Are we there? If we believe not, yet he abided faithful. He cannot deny himself. Whether you believe or not, he abided faithful. He cannot deny himself. Have you heard somebody say, if I knew that's the way you are? Have you heard it before? If I knew that this is the way you are, I wouldn't have. It's not God. He contracted a man who was stealing his money. He never changed. He didn't stop giving him money. 
You know why? Because Judas is too small to make him poor. You don't understand. He was stealing the money, yet there was no time he needed to do something that money was not available. That's the God you serve. So why not connect to this one? You can't falter him. And he said, I will not leave you. I will not forsake you. Yeah, there is no condition attached to it. It's I will not leave you, nor forsake you. Even though you pass through the fire, what did he say? It will not burn, consume you. The waters will not drown you. The waters of life. Every day we encounter waters. The waters of life. They come in different dimensions. But the Bible says when, this, when, the, when the devil shall, will come like a what? Like a flood. What will happen? God will set up a standard. Satan, you can go, but you can't go beyond here. He tried it with Job. He came. As a matter of fact, it was God that introduced Job to Satan. Oh, you don't understand. Have, have the creator of the heavens and says, look at my friend. Have you considered him? He's handsome. He's strong. He's rich. He's dependable. He has the capacity. And God said, is it not because you've so much blessed him and given him all things? Let me take away some of those things that he's using to boast. Let me just touch some of it. And you will see that is, is nothing. And God said, go ahead. You know the story. And one after the other, the only one day, all he worked for, that's why it is, the Bible says, it is a cause for any man to depend in the arms of a flesh. One day, everything he worked for was taken. Just one day. One calamity, one event, one catastrophe, it was over. For some of us that keeps, I mean, trust so much in money on whatever we have, your capacity, God said, do this. To pay your tithe is an issue. To, 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 to give to the work is an issue. To bless people is an issue. One day, a man that was the richest in the East, one day, he was as poor as poverty. One day. Not even with the beautiful, handsome sons that he had. I mean, his sons were the, the most hand princes. Beautiful daughters. One day, both money and issues were gone. It's, that's why the Bible says, Woe is he that put his trust in the arms of a flesh, in the man. If you understand your life, you will not hold so much to what you have. Not even power can save you. You know, sincerely, I used to say, uh, to me, I believe that Jonathan is the cause of Nigerian's problem. You know why I said that? Because, sir, with all due respect, Buhari should be in jail 
as at 2011. What Erufai did, he did it that time. If if Buhari was Jonathan, Jonathan wouldn't have opportunity to be vying for election today. But he would have put him away since. That's authority. But he was a good man. Hallelujah. He allowed him. But what are we saying? That you, even power can fail you. So don't trust it. And the Bible said, and the devil came again after he had done, and Job refused to curse God, to deny God. He stopped, he refused to stop coming to church. As long as his body br could bring him to church, he dragged himself to church. And, and God said, Satan, how far? I, 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 I can you imagine it is God that is bringing problems to Job. You know why? Because he knows that when he gets to fight, he can stand. He said, Alpha, you don't, you don't finish with that. Eh, 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 it's because eh, any man can give eh, his properties and everything he has for his life. Let me touch him. When he gets to a certain level of sickness, you will see he will deny you. He said, go ahead. And the Bible says he began to afflict him. To the extent the first recorded chicken pox, or whatever pox it is, Najub get them. As a matter of fact, he brought it like uh, the Liberian man who brought uh, Ebola into Nigeria. Job brought it to the earth. And it was so severe that he couldn't even sit down. They had to bring ashes for him to sit. The wife looked at it and was so pained. He said, well, this man, what is this issue about integrity? What is so, this issue about integrity? Your life is going. The way you are, you are better dead. So if it is this integrity that will remove, I beg, deny it. Curse God and die. Unfortunately, it was the devil that entered the woman. Because she didn't know what she was saying. And Job looked at her and said, you, you, this foolish woman. It is not me and you. It is not me and you. This matter no be between us. I beg. Go to your kitchen. Other room, according to Buhari. Go to the other room. <laughs> or the kitchen. <laughs> Hallelujah. And the Bible said, the devil got to himself and he said, he gave up. And when he gave up, and the Bible says, and God began again to bless Job. The Bible said his daughters were the most beautiful in the East. You know, East people define now. now. Now, when we say East, when we say East, it is military that brought Niger Delta or South Side. There is nothing like South Side. The whole east. Of course, almost every governor, every governor that have ruled Akwaibon or Cross River has married Igbo, Igbo woman. Look at that. <laughs> Hallelujah. Now, the, he said the daughter were the most beautiful in the east. That was God's reward. God's reward is always better than whatever you had. You don't get it. 
and he became it's a, seven times richer than he was. When you trust God, when you trust God, heaven will trust you. Praise the Lord. When you trust God, heaven will trust you. You know what it means for heaven to trust you? Let's look at Genesis 22. You will see. Genesis 22. Verse 1 and 2. Quickly. 1 and 2. And it came to pass that after these things that God did tempt Abraham and said unto him, Abraham, he's, and he's, he said, Behold, here I am. Verse 2. And he said, Take now thy son, thy only son. God will not ask for what you have in abundance. Hello? He will not ask you for what you have in abundance. He will not ask you for what you don't give interest to, value. He will always go for your best. Take now your son. Now, was Isaac Abraham's only son? No. But God looked at Abraham's heart and he found that the only body, the only person there was Isaac. He was the most loved. He was a covenant child. He was the seed of the future. I said, that's the person I want. Take him. What was God trying to do? God wanted to know if he can trust Abraham. Because there were certain things that was in the future that was lying ahead that God wanted to release to, to him. But he wanted to be sure. If I can trust him, can God trust you? Can God trust you? Don't answer me. But look down, look deep into your heart. Look at how you have handled that which he has given to you. Look at how you have handled the little things you already have. And, and answer if God can trust you. He said, take your son. Let's look at from verse, go, go straight to verse um, 10, 10, from verse 10. Jump to verse 10. He said, and Abraham stretched forth his hand and took the knife to slay his son. Abraham no tell Sarah where in the go. Hello? He no tell Sarah. Or else, they are fire for burn for that mountain. He trusted God. He knew that God was up to something. You know why? Because he has worked with God for a while now. When you work with a man for a while, you know what he will do. At any certain condition. The reason why we are still there and not here is because we have not worked with him yet. If you have worked with him yet, you know what he can do. And he lifted up the knife and the Bible said he wanted to strike. That means God was saying, you mean Abraham would do this thing? <laughs> Wonderful. Hey, no, 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 no. Wait, wait. Let him. And he was about, he said, touch not that boy. He said, now. Let's go ahead. Verse 11. 
quickly. And the angel of the Lord called unto him out of heaven and said, Abraham, Abraham. And he said, here I am. Verse 12, quickly. Let's go quickly. And he said, lay not thy hand upon the lad, neither do thou anything unto him. For now I know. Now I know. All, you, all what you have been doing was just, is true. Now I know that you want to follow me. Now I know that you fear me. You reference me. Now I know that nothing means anything to you compared to me. Now I know that not even the child you waited for over 25 years to get can replace me in your life. What can replace God in your life? Some of us, we have prayed and fasted for a job and the job suddenly come. You find out that they had to come to church and you ask them, you say, it's my job. It's my children. It's my children. If God decides to take those children, Somebody say, God forbid. Yes, he forbids. Yes, he forbids. But he said, my glory will I share with no man. If he takes those children away, where is he taking to? To his, to his presence. He's taking it's his own. So the children are not lost. It is you that is left lonely and devastated. That's why you mustn't joke with him. Hallelujah. He said, Now I know that fearest God, seeing that thou hast not withheld thy only thy, thy son, thy only son. Go ahead. And Abraham lifted up his eyes and looked, and behold, he said behind him, a ram caught in the tickets by his horn. And Abraham went and took the ram and offered him up for a burnt offering in the stead of his son. Did the ram just appear? It was always there. The ram was always there. God has prepared everything. God was not interested in the life of Isaac. He was looking at the heart and the faith of Abraham. He was looking for somebody he can trust. Somebody can release certain level of blessing to. But he wanted to be sure that this person, when he releases it, he'll be able to give it up. The ram was always there. It didn't just appear from heaven. Beloved, there is enough, more than enough for, us, for, for you and I. But there are certain things that you are still holding. And the Yoruba says, you cannot, if, they, if we want to collect another thing, you must release the one you have. No, no hand that is full can collect anything. You must be empty. It is time to go all the way with God. God is looking for people he can trust. Great men and women. God is looking to take Vim to the next level. Whatever we need, everything we need for this, this project is available, like Papa used to say. But he wants certain people, he wants us to release that little thing that is in our hand. Let it go. And watch if he will not do what he says he will do. Hallelujah. We are still going on verse 14. 
And Abraham called the name of the place Jehovah Jireh. As it is said to this day, in the mountain of the Lord, it shall be seen or provided for. Anything God gets involved, you can be sure it will end well. It is time to begin to name your situations. But the only way you can do that is when you allow God to get involved. When you get to the mountain of the Lord, there's provision. The thing is that we are still at the base of the mountain. We've not climbed it. It is time to begin to climb it. It is time for God to trust you. We are in the last days. We are, it, the time is running out. And God wants to do certain things in our lives, in our community, our society, in our church. But the only person he wants to use, the person he wants to use, is still involved in the, you know, the, the little things of life. For he says, come up yonder, like he told John. He said, come up. Stop staying down there. Come up to the next level of trust. Come up. Release that which is in your hand. Release your life to him and see if he will not, you know, embarrass you. Hallelujah. Let's look at verse 15 and 16, 17. And the angel said and called unto Abraham out of heaven the second time. Let's see what he said the second time. And he said, by myself have I sworn. Now, when God gets to the level of swearing, <laughs> it's a serious matter. Hello? When a man, it's like Papa comes and says, Look, I swear, as the senior pastor of this church, does he need that? But there is a certain level of manifestation he will see that will, that will make him do that. God said, I swear! I, I can imagine how the atmosphere was. When God was swelling to Abraham. Hallelujah. He said, I swear. I've sworn, said the Lord. For because thou hast done these things. And hast not withheld thy son, thy only son. Verse 17. That in blessing, I will bless thee. And in multiplying. Oh, not just blessing. That the blessing will become a multiplied thing. That when you are getting in another one, another one is coming. When you are finishing this contract, uh, they are calling you for another one. Even the ones you did it for. He said, in blessing, I will bless you. I will take it beyond blessing. I will multiply you in multiplying. Hallelujah. Thy seed, oh God, it has left just Abraham. It has become a family affair. When you serve God, when you give all to him, you are not only laying treasures for yourself. You, it is to your generation unbound. Whatever it is that God asks for is because he wants to multiply it all. Hello? It's because he wants to do what? Multiply it. He said, he said thy seed as the stars of, of the heavens and as the sand which is upon the seashore and thy seed shall possess the gate of thy enemies. This one Abraham. For what? Just obeying God. For trusting God. 
and allowing God to trust him. God was, what, what, God was watching if I can trust this man. Let me tell you, there was nothing, there's nothing this thing is doing in heaven. God doesn't have an enemy in heaven. The only enemy that was in heaven was cast down by Agent Michael. God does not need diamonds. He does not need gold. Because even the streets of heaven, is, is, they use it to decorate it. So he wanted to release it to a man. But he wanted to be sure that the man he released it to, it will affect his generation. He will use it for the benefit of mankind. He will use it well for, for, for his church, for the gospel. And he wanted to trust Abraham. He tested him. May God find you worthy when he tests you. May he be able to trust you with that which he has. Hallelujah. Let's look at the final one before we round up. Let's look at the life of David. David in the book of Psalm 89. Another man that God trusted for certain actions that he took. Psalm 89 verse 20. From verse 20 quickly. Psalm 89 from verse 20. He said, I have found David my servant. With my holy oil have I anointed him. Now, why, would, why, why was God looking for somebody? When you, it's like saying God is looking for a man in the midst of in Nigeria. When you have how many, how many millions are, are we now? Almost 200 million. We don't know. We're just guessing. But at least we know that we are more than 180 million. Or more 100 million. And God is saying, I'm looking for just one person. God, which one? Are you blind? You're looking for a Nigerian? Well, there's no way you go. They said... If you anywhere, any country you go to, when you can't find black man, a Nigerian must be there. Any country. And God said, I am looking for a Nigerian. It is either something is wrong somewhere, or God is blind. Or God cannot identify a Nigerian. He said, I have found David. Next verse. Verse 21. He said, with whom my hand shall be established, my arms also shall strengthen him. That was why he was looking for somebody. He was looking for a man who is not a coward. A man who, when an enemy appears, he'll be willing to face him. A man who will not run back like Saul. Somebody is insulting Jehovah. He kept quiet. He was, keep, he was always running to his holes. God is not looking for such people. He said, I'm looking for somebody. When there is a challenge, he will show up. When there are needs in the house, he will make provision. No matter how little he has. That's what I'm looking for. People that will face the enemy, they, they will cha challenge the charge. Look at the face of the devil and say, no, Satan, not here. Not in my family. Not in my church. Not in my nation. Do you know what Nigeria needs? Nigerians don't need newspapers. They don't need, you know, they don't need stories. Nigerians don't need police. We don't need army. What Nigerians need are intercessors. People that will stand in the gap. And say, Satan is enough. I remember those days when we used to pray against the spirit of the bond woman. And during that season, the gospel was all over the place. But intercessors are nowhere anymore. 
And God said, I am looking for people I will show myself. I will anoint. I will strengthen their hands. So that the work will become easy. The people that will help Moses to hold firm the arms. So that the project will not be overwhelming to one person. I'm looking for such people. Hallelujah. Next verse, verse 22. It said, the enemy shall not exact upon him, nor the son of, the weak, of, of wickedness afflict him. And I will beat down his foes before his face and plague them that hate him. Go on, verse 23. But my faithfulness and my mercy shall, we, shall be with him. And in my name shall his horn be exalted. Ah. That's the person I'm looking for. I want to express myself. I'm looking for somebody. I want to show how worthy I am as God. I want, I want somebody who will release himself. I want to show how powerful, how glorious I am. I'm looking for a man who is willing. And I found David. May God find him. What did David do for God to find him? What did he do? Somewhere, First Samuel chapter 17, there was a, a war between Israel and Philistines. And the Bible said there was a man, Goliath, who will always come. He said, I want a man. I want a man. And finally, David appeared in the scene. Thank you. David appeared in the scene. And he had Goliath. And he was angry. I said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? Now, David was not looking at the size of Goliath. He was looking at the insult he was heaping upon God. That was why Jesus said, he said, they said, the zeal of thy house has done what? Has consumed me. Beloved, God wants to trust you. God wants to release abundance to us. But he wants to be sure he can trust us. Can God trust you? Can he trust you? If you are struggling with your tithe at this time, then forget it. If you have to calculate before you release, then just forget it. But if you say like David, who is this uncircumcised Philistine? If you will bring back the glory of Israel, then you are ready. I want you to bow down your head and say, Lord, you can trust me. Help me, O oh God, to make myself available for you so that you'll be able to trust We hope you've been blessed by this message. To experience more, visit us on Wednesdays by 6.30 p.m. and Sundays 8.30 a.m. at Victory Inheritance Ministries, Plot 25, Block A, Kusela Road, Ikate, Elegushi Waterfront, Fort Roundabout, along Konoyo Gas Station, Lekki, Lagos, Nigeria. Or follow us on Facebook at Victory Inheritance Ministries. Or you can email us at vimministries at gmail.com. Thank you for listening. God bless you.